Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Choosing the right superannuation fund for you. Far out. What one do you pick? There's so many. We're going to talk about it today. And I would say there's probably five or six things that you need to consider when looking at your super fund because there are so many options. And within the options, there are so many options. It's so crazy. Thankfully, it's easier to move super funds if you do need to change, but it's not really getting that easier researching super funds. I mean, the product disclosure statements for most of the funds are are really simple and streamlined now, and a lot of the the things in the product disclosure statements uh, and the target market termination document, the TMD, are pretty standardized and templated. And that's great because there's some uniformity within all these documents. But the stuff that you actually need to look at isn't in the PDSs most of the time. So I'm going to talk to you today about the five or so things that you need to consider when choosing a superannuation fund. So let's get into it. Vanguard Australia have entered the chat. They've said, hey, super money, we want some of the action and they've created a superannuation fund for Australians. And this has been brewing for the last few years. You may remember that they removed a lot of their mandates from bigger superannuation funds. So for example, some bigger super funds used to just outsource the, I guess, indexed portion of their Australian uh, equities asset allocation or the international equity allocation to Vanguard. Uh, So Vanguard untied all that, probably knowing that they want to effectively compete with the other super funds and move into the B2C market in Australia. So I'll compare the Vanguard fund against probably three or four other popular funds for this episode. Uh, It is a bonus. It is a bit casual and I don't want to take more than half an hour to go through this stuff. But why is it with investing fees and money stuff, why is it that from a human vibe point of view that we always want the cheapest or we always want the bank account that's free, but there's many areas of our life that we don't just default to give us the cheapest, give us the free stuff. I mean, when I go and buy a pair of pants at the pant shop, I don't just walk in and tell the shopkeeper, hey, give us the cheapest pants. Yeah, they'll do. See you later. No, I try a few on. I get the one that fit for me, the one that's right, the one that aligns with my waistline. When I'm shopping, 
I'm not um, in the deli section or the whatever section and just give us the cheapest this. When I'm buying a new car, I'm not just going on car sales and doing a search from cheapest to most expensive and getting the cheapest one on there. So why do we do that with our money? And I don't know why you would do that. I mean, I've probably been guilty of it before, but it's a good time to just step back and think, I need the logic in my life consistent in most areas, to be frank, if possible. And if you have just walked into the super shop and said, give us the cheapest fund, that's okay. Uh, You're here now and I'm going to tell you why that isn't a good thing. And when it comes to super fees, I've said for some time that anything combined with the platform fee, because your super account is a platform, okay? Just remember, like picture a fruit bowl is the, the super fund and the fruit that you put in it is your investment option. So, and the fruit costs money and the bowl costs money to keep each year. So we don't just want to rock up and say, give us the cheapest super fund, see you later. We want to know what fruit they're putting in that bowl. And I've been guilty of a bad analogy in the past and I'm not going to stop now. So there are platform fees, which is the fruit bowl. And then there are investment fees. I've said for years and a few people have maybe taken me out of context or maybe not understood uh, online and, you know, in the Reddit forums and all that stuff. But I've been pretty vocal about saying anything combined, investment fee, platform fee, trustee fee, all the fees, under 1%, it's probably okay if you know what you're invested in and you're happy with any investment. So that's just kind of my flag post in my own life. Anything under 1% for a superannuation investment account fee, investment fee, I mean, it's pretty good. I'm not, I'm not splitting hairs too much myself. I'd rather focus on um, shoveling money into the investments. And the problem is, in terms of logic, right, you pull that thread about, I need to do this just because it's the cheapest fee. The problem is, if there's a fund that's started next week that's got a cheaper fee, you've got to move your fund. It's the same logic where people say, I only buy brand new cars because they're safe. Well, you better buy a brand new car every single year or your logic is flawed. So what do we do when we are looking for a superannuation fund? I think it's fair to say that in Australia right now, we are in a good environment in terms of superannuation fees. I mean, back, gosh, in the 90s, there were super funds that fees were like well over 3%. Wild, right? There were fees, they had the contribution fee. Like everyone has to pay contributions tax at 15%, but there was funds where you had to pay contribution fee. The investment option fees were like over 2% and had hidden commission. All that's gone now. So that's one sidebar. I haven't even started with my points yet. But there are no active new money superannuation funds in Australia that have hidden commissions to financial advisors. The super funds that advertise that their funds do not have these commissions, they are using it as a marketing ploy to scare you into their fund. So that's number one. It is against the law for any investment option, for any superannuation fund 
to have a built-in commission. And it used to be like, so a management fee for a super fund might be, I'll make a number up, 0.5 of a percent, half a percent. And within that, maybe 0.2 of that percent was a hidden fee that went to the advisor. That just does not happen anymore. So I think wherever you land, fees, they are important. And I don't want you to be paying 20% a year or anything crazy like that. But if you find a fund that suits with your values, you find an investment that is in line with your values and your risk profile, and that's around 1%, and you're happy, tell everyone else to shut up. You've actively chosen that fund because of the reasons you want. So fees do matter to a point. We don't want to be paying too much. And it's just very dangerous to choose a super fund based on its fee. And the reason why the biggest thing that will impact the return on your investments and the return on your superannuation is not the fee, it's the asset allocation. And we're going to get to that. But just to give you an example, a super fund that, you know, we'll just remember the fruit bowl, you go up to that fruit bowl, that's the fund. And within that fund, you choose an investment option. If you chose an investment option that was 100% cash and it was a cheap admin fee, you could probably make the cheapest super fund in Australia. But guess what? The returns are going to suck because it's just in cash. And that's why we really need to understand what our superannuation is invested in to get the return that we are after and that we want for the long term. So I'll give you an example straight off the bat. I'm recording this episode on November the 14th, 2022. This analysis has been the same the last handful of years that I've ever randomly looked at it. But I will say past performance is not an indication of future performance, but also current fees are not an indication of future fees. I've seen super funds over the years increase their fees, right? So just because it's cheaper today doesn't mean it'll be cheaper tomorrow. And that's why we have to hang our hat on something else other than fees. The superannuation fund Host Plus. There was a popular book that touted this as the cheapest super fund in Australia at the time. It's probably up there as the cheapest still. In fact, in my book on page 291, for those who have the book, I've actually reviewed um, this, but I'm going to tell you uh, the current figures as at 30 June 22. The Host Plus Index Fund was the cheapest in Australia and there was a famous popular personal finance book that was telling everyone just to go to that fund because it's the cheapest. I've said for some time, that's horrendous advice and I would not suggest that you do that. Okay, because how do you know what it's invested in? How do you know if I paid a little bit more for different bits of fruit in the fruit bowl, overall I might have got a better return. But let's have a look here. The Index Plus Fund has a fee, a management fee of 0.05%. So it's basically free, right? Their balanced option, which is their normal super option that has a variety of different asset classes and actively managed and all that stuff has a fee of 1.06. So that's a very expensive investment option, 1.06%. That's not a cheap investment option. 
Now, if you had your money invested in Host Plus in their balanced option, their total fee for the investment option and the balanced option would be 1.297%, which is getting up there. It really is. But if you invested in the Host Plus index option, the fee is 0.287%, right? So basically a percent more to use their balanced option than their indexed option. Now, if I look over the last 10 years from June 2020, the balanced option, active and all that, and we'll get into the asset allocation soon, did a return of 9.74%. Over the same 10-year period, the indexed option, which is very cheap, did a return of 8.52%. That's 1.22% higher than the cheaper option. But we have to take away the fee difference of 1.01%. So after fees, if you had held the host plus indexed option 10 years up till June 30, 2020, you would have performed less than if you had invested in the balanced option. It was only 0.21. But the data shows that by using an investment option that was the cheapest, gave you a worse investment performance. Over the five years, Host Plus balanced 7.76%. Host Plus indexed 5.96%. There's a difference over the last five years of 1.8%. Take away the fee difference of 1.01%. It means after fees, if you had invested in the index option to five years, 30 June 2022, you would have been 0.79% worse off. Now, that's not a lot of money. Let's just let's just have a look at my calculator. If you had a $55,000 super balance times 0.79, it's $434.50. Not a lot of money. But it's not about the money, it's about the principle of it that every time I've looked over the years at the host plus balance, which is a flip an expensive fund, you know, 1%, over 1% just for the investment option against the cheapest fund in Australia, after fees, it's always performed better. Is that going to happen in the future? Don't know. Are the fees going to be the same in the future? Not sure. But categorically, if when we backtest this and look at it backwards, you would have been worse off just for choosing the cheapest investment option. Now, that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people that just want the cheapest fund, right? So why is that? Well, let's look at the asset allocation. The Host Plus indexed option, the asset allocation has a target of 35% Australian equities and 40% international. The issue is you've basically only got access to two types of asset allocation. Australian shares, 35%, that's their target. And international shares, developed markets, 40%. The 25% is cash and fixed interest. So that's all you get. And the reason why it's so cheap is because you know how an index works, right? The A200, it's an index. It automatically just tracks the top 200 shares by weighting, so by size. So index investing is very low cost, right? It's cheap. The only thing cheaper to manage is probably cash in a bank account, right? <laughs> like it's, it's cheap to manage Australian equities and index investing, basically, passive investing. So the index balanced, it only has 
two options in the growth camp. Now, the balanced default one that has a higher fee that's had a higher return, it's it's a little bit more sexy and it's got more diversification. 21% Australian shares, so we know that's a little bit lower. It's got international shares, developed markets, 21%. It's got international shares, emerging markets, 8%. It's got 11% to property. It's got 11% to infrastructure. It's got 10% to private equity. It's got 7% to credit. It's got 3% to alternatives. And then it's got 8% in cash and diversified fixed interest. So you can see why it's a more expensive fund. Private equity is expensive. So that is companies that are going out, seeing startups and going, yeah, we'll back this. Um, they pick a winner, it goes to the moon and they charge a lot. Infrastructure can be expensive to manage, properties more expensive to manage, and these are active funds, right? So that's why it's more expensive. It's more diversified, it's more expensive, but compared to the index option, which is cheaper, passive, and only Australian equities and international equities without emerging markets, basically, um, that's why it's had a higher return. So... That's kind of just part one of a real example of why you can't choose your super fund based on the cheapest fee. Because I have yet to see these two portfolios compared in my time as an advisor over the last 10 years where the index option has outperformed the balanced active option. And a couple of reasons behind that, uh, a lot of super funds have big chunky unlisted assets So they might have big shopping centers, might have vacation resorts, um, they might have private toll roads. So they they do have big lumpy assets. They get valued at different times, but whatever the reason is, I just have not seen the active version of Host Plus be worse off than the index portion. So there you go. All right, we might take a quick break. When I come back from the break, I'm going to talk about the five things you must consider when choosing your super fund. And we'll also talk about the new Vanguard superannuation fund. But I just wanted to set the scene with the differences uh, with those two options within the same super fund. So I'll be back right after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, you're back. So I looked at four different super funds for my comparison. I looked at the new Vanguard superannuation fund. I looked at Australian Super. I looked at Host Plus and I looked at Aware Super. The reason I chose these four is for, uh, I would say a variety of reasons, but I'd be lying. Uh, They came to mind first and Vanguard's new and everyone's talking about it. Australian Super is like the biggest. Everyone froths over Host Plus for no apparent reason, as I've just illustrated before the ad break and Aware Super. A lot of you have Aware Super and they're a, um, a long-time fund and it's uh, it's not a bad fund either. And I wouldn't say any of these funds are bad. It's like, I wouldn't say, well, I would say some cars are bad, but you know what I mean? Like, it's what do you want? Like, you don't walk into the car yard knowing that you need a four-wheel drive and say, give us the cheapest car and they give you a Corolla and you go and get bogged on the speech because you just weren't thinking of what your needs were, right? So, what I've done is I've compared Vanguard, Australian Super, Host Plus, and Aware Super. I've basically stripped out the fees and I've compared them within each other to the most like-for-like investment option within each fund. So let's go back to our dumb fruit bowl analogy. I've got four fruit bowls, Australian Super, Vanguard, Host Plus, and Aware Super. And I've tried as much as possible to put apples that each of those farms own in each bowl. There was an old ad on the news. And if it sounds like I'm being critical of industry super, I am a little bit, what can I say? Um, The compare the pair. The problem is it'd be nice if they compared like for like, but that's another thing. (laughs) Oh man, this is wild. Um, Whatever. So Vanguard. I'm going to actually, out of these four, I'll go from the most expensive down to the cheapest. The most expensive of the four is Aware Super at 0.94% based on a balance of $50,000. And to be honest, the reason why Aware Super is the most expensive of the four is they don't have a portfolio in a box diversified passive slash index style fund. They've just got their growth active fund. But I'll tell you why I've used that fund to compare it to the others uh, in a little bit. So the expensive, most expensive of the four, and you really can't compare it because it's like I'm comparing a freaking peach uh, to these other three apples is the investment option is actually not the same as the other three. So actually forget Aware Super, but we can talk about it. The next most cheaper one or whatever we're saying I sound so refined, don't I? I'm actually recording. I've been on the lounge all day. I've, I wasn't going to do any podcasts, but I had ankle surgery last week. So yeah, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed at the moment. I've just been chilling. But um, the next in line, Australian Super, 0.34% based on $50,000. Now, what you need to do, if you are doing your own calculations, you have to take the member fee. And a lot of these funds have like a $1.50 a week member fee. You have to basically go a dollar a week, we'll call it a dollar a week, which is $52 a year, 
divided by $50,000, the balance, that gives you the percentage. So you have to convert fixed dollar amounts into annualized percentages. So the platform fee for Australian Super is 0.1. The member fee uh, converted to a yearly percentage is 0.1. The investment fee, which is based on the index diversified option is 0.14, which gives us 0.34. The next one in line is Vanguard at 0.56%. Their platform fee is 0.35. The investment fee is 0.22, which gives us a 0.56 or $280 per $50,000. And the people that were outraged out there when Vanguard released their new fund, like, oh, I'm so disappointed with Vanguard and their fees. Oh my God. Like um, $280 per $50,000, um, it's pretty cheap. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, but if you really want to go there, even based on Host Plus of 0.287 as a combined fee or 143 so I'm going to do this, 280 in my calculator, take away 143, $137, Vanguard. If you like Vanguard and you like what they're about, you want to use them as a super offering, they're $137 more than Host Plus. And guess what? If you want to pay the $137 extra, you're allowed to. It's okay. It's not a lot of money. Oh, but Glenn, how can you talk about super and not just say use the cheapest super option. How dare you? Well, this is it. If you know what you're invested in and you like the brand and you're confident with their track record as a fund manager and you're not getting blatantly screwed, Vanguard isn't one and a half percent, do what you want and tell everyone else to shut up. And then the most cheapest on the analysis, as I just said, 0.287, the platform fees 0.01%. Seven looks like they're getting most of their fees from the one percent host plus balance fee. What uh, member fees 0.22 and the investment fee is 0.05. I think I've made it clear I'll probably never be able to work with host plus, but whatever. Just reading the data, guys, just reading the data, it's publicly available. So, the five things that we need to look at are asset allocation the objective of the portfolio, the standard risk measure of the portfolio, the number of negative returns in 20 years in the portfolio and the suggested hold time. Now, I will say, just to recap, it probably feels a bit sloppy. The cheapest, if we're looking at based on fees, was Host Plus, then Australian Super, then Vanguard. We can't really use Aware Super because it's not an index fund uh, portfolio in a box. They do have individual index options, but you'd have to go in there and um, rebalance your portfolio and build your own and ain't got no time for that. So what we need to do is when you want to choose a super fund, maybe I would say review the one that you've currently got first as a number one thing. Like you're already there. Let's call the super fund. Let's get the product disclosure statement. Let's pull up the member guide. So the member guide will have more stuff that you need than the little six-page PDS because the member guide will break down each investment option. It will break down the asset allocation. It will also tell you the fee. I can't tell you how many of these bloody websites make it so freaking confusing. I honestly, like, you want to confuse people? Run a super fund. (laughs) 
Like, it's so confusing. And I will say just some anecdotal comments. Vanguard, they were the cleanest, most simple, straightforward, easy to find information when doing this review. Australian Super was ridiculous. Host Plus, ridiculous. Aware Super, uh, I forget. But I had to actually Google Australian Super fees and use Google to find it on their website. Like, why? I just don't get it. Why can't they put the investment fee right near the investment option and the breakdown? Oh, it blows my mind. I actually wrote in my book that um, I had such a hard time researching super funds. And I reckon doing my little comparison here, it took me so long. Anyway, so you need to look at your risk profile. The index diversified with Australian super is 70, 30, 70 growth. Uh, Host plus is 75, 25. And I actually use the Vanguard 90, 10. So 90% growth, 10% defensive because I wanted to compare the investment options based on the objectives, the standard risk measure and the negative in 20 and the hold times. And I'll, I'll explain why. Each portfolio, when they make a portfolio, the fund manager will say, our objective is this. And the high growth one with Vanguard is to basically over a 10-year period do 2.5% plus CPI, so plus inflation. If inflation is tracking at 3% ordinarily, they want to track 3 plus 25 5.5%. Australian super, the closest I could find to the Vanguard one was 3% plus CPI. The host plus was 2.5% plus CPI. The growth one with the West super was 3.75 plus CPI. Now, I just thought it was interesting. Like, I think these super funds, they self-label. Like, they don't submit their funds to a government body and they stamp it with the objective and the standard risk measure. But a few years ago, oh, 2012 maybe, um, don't quote me, 14 maybe, the government made everyone put a standard risk measure on their uh, super fund products. Let me just Google uh, standard risk measure. Uh, it was in 2011. Um, the standard risk measure is an investment risk classification system developed by the Financial Services Council and Australian Superannuation Funds of Australia to enable investors to compare investment options across superannuation funds. So this is one big kicker here. You've got to use the standard risk measure and the asset allocation and the negative in 20, which is part of the standard risk measure, more than the name of the fund and more than the fees. That's the big secret. And this is why it's such a bitch <laughs> sorry, to compare funds. Now, the standard risk measure, I think it's like seven bands from band one would be really conservative. And the highest band, I think it's seven, is very aggressive. So all of the bands on Vanguard, Host Plus, Aware Super, and I've assumed Australian Super is a six because I could not for the life of me find it. Um, that could just be me looking in the wrong spot. But each of these four funds have a standard risk measure of six. Part of the standard risk measure is the negative returns in 20 years. So over a 20-year period, what's it expected to have in terms of yearly negative returns. Vanguard was four to less than six. Australian Super Index Diversified, five in every 20. Host Plus was four 
to less than six and the US Super One was four to less than six. The whole time for Vanguard High Growth, they suggested a minimum hold time of seven years. The Host Plus Fund was five plus years and the Aware Super Fund was seven years. And the Australian Super One said at least 10 years. And you probably remember when you read my book, I talked about this stuff. The Australian Super Fund, it seems to be a very aggressive fund. I don't know what's going on, but it's their funds are either more aggressive than they actually are or their disclosures are ultra-conservative. I hope it's the ultra-conservative, but that's what I'm kind of getting at. When you review a super fund based on fees, you've got to get the correct, most like-for-like investment options. And to do that, you have to line them up like I have. And I might even put this template up in the Facebook group just so you can kind of play around with. And then you've got to get the options to be as close as possible. Now, it blows my mind that the Vanguard 9010 fund has a 2.5% plus CF- CPI, um, a risk band of six and the same negative in 20 years. That's a higher de- portion to growth assets than the three others. I don't know if they've got some methodology around why they think that, that it's a higher allocation to growth. They may be saying it's because of um, we have 16% of our um, international shares hedged, which will smooth a few things out. Um, I'm not sure, but that's just what I've done. I just want to finish up and let you know that this whole my super thing, the government bought my super uh, in, in 2012. That's where my dates were before. It was 2012 and um, since 2014, only funds offering a My Super product have been eligible to receive default contributions. So a My Super fund is meant to be uh, very straightforward, very lean, very cheap, if you want to call it, and also will enable money to get paid in if people do not um, choose a super fund. So they just wanted some protections. So default funds weren't this wild west hyper volatile fund that would lose a heap of money in the first 10 minutes of people putting the money into it. So the problem is as well, while Vanguard are now considered the cheapest my super fund, because I don't believe the host plus indexed balanced fund is a my super fund, but Vanguard's index fund, which is basically the Vanguard diversified high growth fund, is a my super fund. So when you look at the comparisons, Vanguard have come to market and now they've got the cheapest default option in Australia. But we know that apples with apples, we can't actually compare Vanguard to Aware Super because there's two different style of investments. And this is why it's so bloody confusing for the average punter out there. This is why you need to really understand these five things. The allocation of growth versus defensive, the objective of the fund, the standard risk measure and what band it is, the negative in 20 years and the whole time. They are the five things that you need to list out to all the funds that you need to review, that you want to review to work out what they are. Full disclosure, my fund is with a financial advisor. It's on a 
retail wrap platform, the platform fee, the investment fee, everything is 0.75% a year. So I'm paying more than Vanguard. I'm paying more than Australian Super. I'm paying more than Host Plus. I'm paying less than Aware Super. And that's another thing. Like everyone was like, oh, you can't go to a financial advisor. They're more expensive than industry funds. Uh, Categorically incorrect. I'm sorry to give you some home truths right now, but don't believe everything you hear online and read online. In fact, don't believe everything I'm saying now. Check it against yourself. I'm happy to be wrong, but I'll repeat it again. The five things, asset allocation, growth and defensive, the objective of the fund, the standard risk measure, the negative in 20 years and the whole time. Stack up your investment options, then you can review. I haven't talked about performance in this one. Only that little comparison at the start. Because once you've compared your funds, the performance will fall as it may. All right? And finally, call your super fund. If you want to know if a super fund's good, give them a call. What do they like to call? Do they take forever to answer the phone? Is their website bloody confusing? Is it transparent? Do they have a good ethical option that you're interested in? And you will pay more for ethical screening. So you're not going to get an ethical fund at 0.5%, guarantee it. You're not going to get one at 0.2%, but you pay for something because you value it. I pay for a full drive because I value it because I need it to tow my boat. I pay for the pants that fit me and that fit me good, not the cheapest ones. So we need to have a cold shower when it comes to superannuation and fees and it's okay to pay fees I think as a guide, keep around 1% or under if you're not walking blindly into it. If it's around 1% and your dad owns Host Plus and you like the balanced option, go to town, baby. Don't care. If it's 1% and it's ethical and you like the vibe of it, own it. But don't walk blindly into stuff and pay over that type of money in fees. Let's just do a quick average I'll include the um, average. Yeah, so the average of Vanguard, Australian Super, Host Plus, and Aware Super 0.94 is about half a percent, 0.53. So if you're a bit above average, awesome. If you're a bit below average, awesome. Just be informed. All right, thanks for letting me have a rant around super fees. You're being real. I've been Glenn. I'll see you soon. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 